All right, here we are. Here we go again. Uh, today's a special day. Uh, I'm coming to you from the Blue Wire Studios here in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. The Wynn Hotel Resort and Casino is my home. A wonderful day coming in. Uh, it, only 70 degrees. 70 degrees just staring down the city. Uh, wonderful time to be uh, in this part of the world. Now, normally we cover all things football, but today is a special day in essence because one of my favorite people uh, in all of this, uh, Max Bretos, is going to join uh, join us, and we'll we'll get to everything uh, when it comes to our our, our feeling. And and with this, let's face it, we're going to try and stick to an agenda or at least a bunch of bullet points, but we're going to go off the rails because that's what we do. And I'm going to try and get a Michael Kane out of him as well. Uh, one of one of my favorite people in football. All right, let's bring him in. The one, the only, Max Bretos, coming to us from a closet somewhere within a stadium. Is that correct? Where are you? Yes, correct. <laughs> we're actually we're doing a, they're doing a tour inside the LAFC stadium here. I just came down here because it was a quiet spot, but apparently it's not that quiet. Well, I appreciate you you making time for me as always. You know, I'm I've said this before, and I will always time for you, Eric. Hey, but listen, it's only because I am single handedly your biggest fan. There's nobody bigger. But we're going to cover it all today. And, and uh, of course, both of us are wearing black. So we're both doing our, our version of television and media's ver- uh, Johnny Cash. That's what we do. Well, but, I, got, I got salmon trousers. So, I- Well, yeah, so you blew it. I, uh, that's okay. I can't pull off the salmon trousers. I can pull off white pants, but yeah, not today. I'm jeans and a t-shirt. I, I, everybody always says the same thing to me. They say, You're wearing it. Well, you wore that yesterday. I go, no, I just happened to have 15 black t-shirts. A couple of black hats and about five like, pair. Of- and, and the sunglasses as well on the T-shirt. Yeah, you know what? Nice we should touch. just put them on. It's just do the. You know, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, let's go. All right. Well, listen, let's let catch me up on your world. The last time uh, we were able to to uh, get together was on your podcast. If you want to promote that, that would be phenomenal. I think people should should track you a little bit more aggressively because you are one of the funniest people I know. But what what's the name of your podcast again? It's the Soccer OG. And I also have a YouTube element, which was first from before the podcast. And it was funny because last time we did it, I was in Las Vegas doing this event for a uh, a gaming company that was in the the metaverse slash blockchain. So, all right, uh, it was good to be in Vegas, crypto, little, but yeah, yeah, but, which I know absolutely nothing about. So Nobody I don't know does. Why they hired Nobody me, does. Just no, but it's no just, just just it's just big history. But it's 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 going to go well, and then eventually bad, and we'll we'll either be on the good side or the bad side of that deal. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Well, but hey, you know. It's, since April, I've been very busy because LAFC season doing well. I call fights for Combate Global. It's an MMA company. I'm calling some games for uh, the Copa Libertadores. I'm actually flying to Miami tonight to do those. And then doing this stuff of uh, the Soccer OG uh, on my own, which has been very satis- very gratifying. And to have something that you can call your own within our soccer sphere is uh something I've, uh, I've, I've enjoyed a lot more than I thought I would. So I'm glad I can do it and have conversations with people like you, which get me smarter all the time. Wow. I don't know about that, but I, at some point you and I right. will figure it out. I think there's a conspiracy to keep us separated because we've never really got a, a genuine opportunity to work together on the air. We've never really had a real, I mean, whether it's the Max and Eric show at some point, I don't know, or whether we get to call a game. Or- it was too much magic. You think it'd be too much for people? Yeah. Although it could be maybe like, remember when uh, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage finally made that tag team and they were like the super powers and it was great for a while. And then they eventually turned on each other. But for that year, they were the biggest thing 
in pro wrestling. Maybe it could be the biggest thing in. Well, but I, okay. Podcast. As long as we never turn on each other, that's not that that that's not good. Yeah, like a nice metal chair on the back, probably <laughs> you on me, <laughs> and then I'll start I'll start blading my forehead and bleed all over. Oh, it'd be the great. Win lobby, and then Steve Wynn will be upset, and then there we go. Well, actually, it would be great to, at some point, and I'm extending the uh, invitation. That. Yeah, of course. But if you're, you'll 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 sit here and you'll get to enjoy all that this uh, this wonderful place uh, has to offer because the Blue Wire Studios are phenomenal. This is our HQ, and we write we are in the the Wynn Hotel Resort and Casino, and it is a phenomenal place to to be. All right, so you look. Everyone knows what's going on with Blue Wire. They're doing a great job, so it's it's great to be here on one of their their. Their podcast, my personal favorite. All right, perfect. For the win. Oh, thank you very much. But all right, so listen, you mentioned it a second ago. You are a busy guy. Let's just talk about this first because I really want to get your, your insight on this. So LAFC makes the move. Bob goes to Toronto. In comes Steve Sharundalo. Weren't sure how this was going to go, but guess what? It's looked pretty damn good so far. Give me your give me your overall view because you and I talked about this. I know Steve. Steve hates the media. He doesn't yeah. like to talk to the media. He's He's actually, he's not afraid of it. He just is like not into it. He just wants to do his job, go home, be with his girls and go to school. That's, that's what he wants to do. But talk to me about it. This looks pretty good. Well, I give myself all the credit for that <laughs> and tongue in cheek, but not really. Cause uh, when I, I, I started working for LAFC, I said, look, I'm going to come at this through all angles. I'm not making this about myself, but I kind of, but I, I said, and I did this with Bob and I go, you know, Bob was very gracious to me and being able to, it's an important part of a, a, an MLS soccer club. You need to have access to coaches and yeah. players. And I said that you know, we've got to make this a big part of what we do. And it's, it's tough, you know, players, they want to practice and go home and the coaches the same way, but you know, I, I, being able to massage those relationships where you have the ability to do some content plays, you know, we, I call the LAFC games, not all of them because there's so many on national TV, but the local ones I do. But in order for self-preservation purposes here, you've got to wear a lot of hats. And there's so many interesting stories to tell that we want to tell them. Uh, for instance, you know, we this is a story I'm working on. Chiqui Palacios, the left back from Ecuador, who struggled in MLS, being coached by uh, Steve Trundlo, who was a very successful fullback. Him kind of looking at this young player and molding him and showing him the ropes on how to be a good fullback. You've seen that development. And that's a story we want to tell. Because this is a, you know, a young player from Ecuador who's finding his legs, and now it's it's there, and this is just part of the process. So identifying those stories, but in order to do that, you've, you've, you've got to go to training and uh, develop relationships. Steve's been really good. Uh, he's been excited about saying that, but you know, I think it's one of those situations where you're in the right club, the folks within the club handle it in a right way so that when you have these requests, it's 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 pretty seamless, but you want to make sure that you develop those relationships. That's so key. You know, that's anything you want to do. If you want to get in this business, relationships. If you're in a room and you see somebody like Eric Winalda, go up to him or or myself, talk to them, get their phone number or their email and and build on that. That's just the most important thing because then you can lean into that. And people know who you are. If you're ever you can't know enough people, right? So mm. uh relationship building has really helped me through the years and learning that and uh, being able to do that with LAFC. By the way, the man who taught me that, I worked at WWE in 2007, very briefly. I was like their shortest tenured employee, I think. So uh, there's a wrestler called Tommy Dreamer, and I was in a room, and he comes up to me and goes, who the heck are you, dude? I go, oh, I'm Max, but I thought I work here. And he goes, I don't know who you are. 
you got to introduce yourself to everybody. So I started <laughs> doing that. And if I've ever seen him again, I want to point that out because since that day, I've, I've made that uh, meticulous about that. That's two, two wrestling uh, references already. So that, that that's we all, the limit. No, that's no, I don't limit. know. I mean, it's like I, I deal with Rob Stone all the time, and and Rob. I don't. I'm not. I don't watch pro. After working at WWE, I do not watch pro wrestling anymore. It was that much of a. Oh God, a Rob has been trying yet. to drag me out to to these events, and I refuse to go. Uh, and what's that other deal where they, um, where you go and you eat, and and it's in a castle, and the and the horses come out, and 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 they have the medieval times. Yes, they, he loves the medieval times thing. So he would take. <laughs> Wait a minute, how often does he go to medieval times? I'm not sure, but he loves that. He absolutely is loves it like that. A, is it like once every other weekend? I hope not. I don't know if, if that place is still in existence, but I'll tell you, it, it was. It is. There's it, actually, it's in it's in Buena Park, California, and Medieval Times is here, and right next to it is a pirate adventure. So if you don't want to do Medieval Times, you can be on a swashbuckling soiree in the middle of the Caribbean. And uh, it's actually a good laugh, but I don't know if you can go frequently. I, I, I don't, I don't think you can. I think happened. it's like a once a year, once every two year thing. You know, I, 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 I still couldn't get over the fact that I had to call her beer wench. I had to say beer wench, bring me a beer. I, 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 I couldn't get over that. That was actually part of the, uh, the whole. It's not fine dining. It's a solid no. meal, but it's not exactly fine dining. You're going to, your belly's going to hurt after. Oh, yeah. it, was it a, what all movie was that? Was I it, ate it all. I enjoyed it. Was it, it's uh, Jim Carrey made a movie where he put the bacon on his face. I think he oh, was at Medieval. The cable guy. Yes, yeah, it. And he was at the. Yeah, that was Medieval Times. Exactly. That's 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 kind. Of, that's my my fond memory of Rob Stone. Happy belated birthday to Rob, by the way. Is it his birthday? No, it's the fifteenth. So it's a, I just remind remind him. Okay. Go ahead. For the win, live at Medieval Times Extravaganza. All right, you and I on horses with with going jousting. Can we can we do that? Just don't in hit chain me in the mail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but just don't hit me in the face. I need this part. The rest of me, the rest of me. Listen, is- hit you in the face. It w- it, it's if I hit you in the face, it would be completely accidental. It's because I have no idea. Yeah, how you don't know how to hold that. Hold the, the damn uh, lance thing. Yeah, that's. <laughs> now we're going. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Heath Ledger on us. All right, so listen, we're going off topic here. But this is what we do. This is this is why that's this, what you wanted. Yeah, I know. This is well. I actually wanted you to sing. Uh, and and just for the audience, uh, because the, we have visuals on this, and and just for, and, and the um, the audio is phenomenal. I, I can't live without it. Just give me a good five to ten second Michael Caine. Can you do that for me? <laughs> just get, get yourself ready. You wanted me to sing. I I, I I need to hear I need to hear Michael Caine really quick because people don't realize how talented you are, and this is one of the best impersonations I know. You ready to go? Really, yeah. Michael Caine. Michael Caine was very busy tweeting yesterday. He started the morning with a tweet, which was one word, and it was, hello. (laughs) Hello, America. Hello to the world. This is Michael Caine. My favorite movie that I ever did is a little bit of an art house picture with uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan (laughs) called The Fourth Protocol, and it's about building an atom bomb. And I notice I can't say the word bum. It sounds like I'm saying bum when I'm trying to say bum because my mouth doesn't open enough to where I can accentuate and verbalize correctly. So I'd say, this is a detonator to an atom bum. <laughs> Beautiful. Listen, hey, I'll tell you. I I'm mean, still alive. Uh, <laughs> I'm still raking in the money. And I'm still drinking the very best in brandy. Oh, God. God, that's good. I mean, you and I have gone back and forth. <laughs> With our Sean Connerys, and you kicked my ass on that. But we yes. both do a mean Sean Connery. Yes, I, I'll kick your ass one more time if you bring up that. <laughs> See where that goes. 
Winalda, you are a charlatan. The least I can do is give you back your shirt. I'm not terrible. The least I can do is give you back your shirt. I I can only do lines that he's done from movies uh, like uh, The Rock or uh, the movie he did with Richard Richard Gere. Yeah, that was, well, you know. Uh, no, that's 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 when he was young. I I can only do is my. Your, is this your ball, Mister Goldfinger? <laughs> what ball do you use? Is this a Penfold Hearts or a Slazenger Seven? It's a very important distinction here on the course. We're playing by the rules. You Have you ever done ball. this for Dermot McCory? Does Dermot McCory know that you can do that voice? Because you, know, you, you almost go into a Dermot. Know, when Dermot would get mad at me, he, you know, he he would do that. By the way, I, I call Dermot all the time. I know you do as well. He's been. Uh, very important champion for me. He always puts me over with my career and he always says, Hey, why don't you call this guy? He's put me in connection with people to get work. So he's a really good friend. Uh, he's retired there in Fort Lauderdale. I miss him tremendously. I hope to see him in person soon, but I wouldn't do that for him. But you know, I did do the Sean Connery for once when I was working on sports center, he was, he was in the sports center studios, uh, promoting a golf movie, but it was Sean Connery's son, Jason Connery. Nice. So I did an impression. He actually liked it, so I was relieved. Oh, that's 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 brilliant. It's All actually right. on YouTube somewhere. So type in my last put Bretto Sean Connery, it'll come up. It's pretty good. All right. Hey, wait. By the way, before I forget, I do have a question from you from Twitter. Do you miss those days? Oh, I, I think it was Flathy, whatever this guy's name was. But he, do you miss those days where you called the Argentine games and you used to go into your Whenever you enunciate a, a, a Spanish or, or a, a Hispanic name, if you will, or something from from out of South America, you always do that, don't you? you it, it's you, you've already done it already. You said when I used to do it. Well, I, I try to stop it. I've discovered uh, the in, in pronouncing correctly. Don't overdo it. Uh, where you alienate part of the audience, so right. say it correctly. You want to say the words correctly. For instance, I did a. I'm doing these Libertadores games, and there's. See, you a, just did it. You just did it right there. Team. Libertadores. See, but you, you went into it. But go ahead, keep going. Yeah, but exactly. Libertadores. Yeah, there you go. So okay. that that's going to turn some people off. But I did a Libertadores. There's a team from Brazil. They're sponsored by Red Bull, like the New York Red Bulls. They're called Red Bull Bragantino. So uh-huh. I asked the Brazilian guy, "How do you pronounce this?" He goes, "Well, the T's in Bragantino, it's pronounced like a ch. So you go Bragantino." I go, Bragancino, great. And then he goes, one more thing. Red Bull is not said Red Bull. I go, oh boy. He goes, the D's are pronounced like J's. The R's are pronounced like H's. So Red <laughs> Bull is Hegibull. So it's Hegibull Bragancino. No, that but, sounds so, that's, that's Portuguese. That's there. It's so much fun to say it. Yeah, it is fun. It makes it more fun when you actually but know I, what you're doing. Yeah. I do miss the Argentine games because, listen, people always want to be at a stadium, but I got to tell you, being in a little closet VO booth with a monitor and your your shoes are off, you're in shorts calling a game is pretty rewarding too. It's yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. We used to do the early morning uh, Bundesliga games and I'd show up and Keith Costigan would, you know, after we wiped our eyes clean of all the sleep sand at, at 3.30 in the morning, we'd start covering those games. But And, and that, those were, you know, Maybe in, you in a box. Maybe got alcohol from the clubs out of your breath. Oh, well, mainly him, not me. You kidding me? I got six kids. I, I don't have time to wipe my ass twice these days. But that's- I did. I did those Bundesliga games back in the day. And I remember the Saturday game was a 6.30 local kick. So I yes. would, uh, I'd, sometimes we'd, I'd be up late the night before. This was in my younger, more formative years. Yeah, I, I t- totally understand. I don't, I don't, I've totally uh, burned those out of recollection. I, I don't even remember ever being young. 
How old are you, by the way? I'm 52. You, uh, what, how what, dare you? What are, what are you, you know at damn now? well how old I am. I don't. How old are you? I just turned 50. Oh, beautiful. So welcome to the, the, the welcome to hell. This is where it starts. <laughs> this is it. This I is feel- this I is feel this, great, by the way. Well, that you but, look great. I mean, That's what's pissing me off. But you know, I, I was, the no, next two was, years might be rough. I'm just giving you a warning. I know. I, I, I'm preparing for them. But when I was twenty something, when I someone said fifty, I thought fifty you automatically looked like Wilfred Brimley. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's not the case. No, uh, so yeah, you look terrific. I, I think it's you know, I think you're still staying in California. You still get a little bit of that that ocean air. It helps you. I'm out here in the dry heat. I mean, it's it's rough. You know what it is? You know what's helped me tremendously? And I do this twice a week is I jump in the Pacific Ocean. Of course. 10 minutes and it's so cold. Yes. That you come out, you have clarity. Your brain is working. Your your heartbeat goes fast and then it slows down. And you can kind of almost feel the blood circulating once again. The well, that's the salt. The body. salt is sucking all of the toxins out of your body as well. I mean, maybe you're right. I Maybe it's worth a five and a half hour drive just to go jump in the ocean. Well, go, find, I'm sure they have, don't they have those things in Vegas where you go into the no, cold No, it's not as the just same. I know, cold. but it's not the same. I mean, I, I do the ice bath all the time. If um, It's not the same. The, the Pacific Ocean is a healer. You, you, it's, it's almost of the salt. Yeah. Exactly. And, and there's, uh, what, what's the other one? I guess the Black Sea is where you really want to get, you know, all the salt really? in you. That's, that that's, that's really a, cold that, and salty? Yeah, apparently. It's cold. No, it's not as cold, but it still it still has some healing power. I've been in that one too. I, I'm well, still feeling the effect. We're all coming out of COVID, so we all need to do trips. I'm trying to do a, a European trip in June. I haven't booked my ticket yet. Where are you going to go? But we're going. What? what where? We, this is the thing. I don't know. I'm waiting for the best deal because everything's really <laughs> expensive now. If if all of a sudden a flight pops up and it's 700 bucks to to uh, Oslo, Norway, I'm going. And then when I'm in Europe, I can go venture around. If something that comes up, seven hundred bucks to Madrid, that's where I'm going. Well, I don't don't count out bucks. Croatia. Croatia is a very if underrated it, country. That that I I'm, would go if the price is right. Okay, I, I'll I'll be your uh, your travel agent. I'll see if I can. But I, work I check something out. I check the airfares every day, and what I'm hoping for is that they add more trips from LAX direct. And once they do that, that may lower the prices. But right now, it's. It's expensive, but if I have to go a little more expensive, I will because we got to get the I got to get the family out of the house and explore and experience things. But maybe the Black Sea is a, a sneaky little one. By the way, there are flights to Moscow, so it's like right now it's like eleven hundred bucks to travel to Western Europe. The I'm not Moscow going. There. Flights are three k. I'm not going. Don't go. No, yeah, not, not right now. You're of not course, going. I'm not going to no, go. No, no, no. I mean, I'm surprised it's even listed. No, it shouldn't be. It, Why would I? <laughs> I? I don't want to be in the air over there. So, um, no. no. <laughs> as, as far as, as far as, let's get back on track here because I did have questions for you. I, I, I actually we prepared been on something track for one second in this interview. And that's, that's probably for the better, but going back, I, I want to go back. I got to tell you a story cause you're going to appreciate it. Cause I, you brought up, I brought up Dermot McCoy, but I remember, uh, and this is my question to ask you, do you like hosting? I mean, do you, do you, cause hosting, I used to think, oh, I could do that. And then and I tried it. And then I was, no, okay. So here's the funny part. We, uh, we were doing one of my first, because today's Champions League, it's on my mind. I had to do the Champions League show uh, out of the, out of 1440 and uh, which, you know, and so we're upstairs. Uh, we had the early morning call, but it was, it was, a everything was going great. Now we have the post game show, right? So 
uh, George and uh, Jorge and and Nick put together the, the you know the, the post game show right, and I'm in in the third segment. There's six. I'm in the third segment, and I take us off the air. I I forgot where I was. I, I and I said, and that's it for the, the Champions League. We'll see you next week. So Dermot comes down from upstairs and comes, and he's standing in the doorway. And, and you can imagine what this looks like. And I, and I realized I made a mistake. Everybody says, Eric, what the hell was that? We still have three more segments. You have to, we're going to have to bounce back, apologize or something. What if everybody just went away? You just told them to go away. There's no more to the show. We still have highlights. I, I, I can't believe I did that. I just got nervous because it's just, and of course you're working. I'm, I'm working with Christopher Sullivan and Warren Barton who are making me miserable and enjoying every minute of it, right? So Dermot is standing now in the, in, in the doorway and, and, and I look up and I said, hi boss. And he says, Eric, Uh-oh. Can you just try in the next three segments to not be as miserable and horrible as you just were? And I said, <laughs> thanks for the confidence boost. Let me get on with the show. I can do it. I oh. got you covered, Dermot. <laughs> yeah, I, I could be better than that crap that I just did. So I remember that vividly. Uh, but he, you, you brought him up. I, By the way, I, I do get, miss him. We need an executive like Dermot in control of soccer on TV in this country. We miss that. It, you know, he I was right about everything decades ago. And everybody killed him because he said, why in the hell is the home team listed? This is not, the, you know, at. And so we, we, and we, we had to fight. He was the first one to champion that. And you had uh, Major League Soccer saying, no, this is the way we do things. no credit. Oh, he, but, he, and, but you could, there's a laundry list of things that he said, this, 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 and this needs to change. And everybody said, that'll never change. All of those things have happened. And all of those things came from, it's their origin was our ex-boss, uh, Dermot McCorry. Miss him, yeah. miss him dearly. Anyway. That Fox, what they did gets not enough credit. And I'm not t- patting myself on the back, but people like yourself, Warren was there, Christopher, um, when, when, when it first got started and, it, with, and when Rob was there and all this, it, it, it should get more credit because it, it really tried to do a huge job with the sport. But I think Dermot was so important because yeah. I think now we have a lot of people that aren't really soccer people in control and they defer to some other folks and you don't want that. The top oh. person has to know the sport in and out and never defer for a second and say, well, I'm not a soccer guy. Sometimes it's a, a badge of honor for people to say that, which drives me bananas. Right. You've got to know the sport. So whoever's at the top, whatever they're covering has to know that sport intimately. And Dermot represented Dermot that. Did. I mean, and that was always, and that was always, you're very much, you're, you're spot on because what would happen in those scenarios is it was the right thing to ask the guy at the top of the chain to say, what do we do? And his direction was always immediate. It was, and, and he knew exactly what, what our next step. It, nowadays, to your point, it's, well, I don't know. Let me, let me bounce this off about 10 people and get back to you with a watered down yes. version of something that isn't real. And that's, and that's what it has become. And that's, that, that wrecks the message. You need to have a really strong uh, figure at the top of the chain. All right. Well, we just blasted Fox. Let's. Um... <laughs> I'm not saying. <laughs> no, I did. I, I think I did. I, you know, I, I, well, I had my, my. Uh... Look, I worked at ESPN. We deferred. Yeah, the people in charge at the ESPN deferred a lot. The people at the CBS defer a lot, and it's fine. But you've got to have someone there. At least I think so, no, and I, you do too. I completely agree. All right, let's get on to the to the football because today we only got like ten minutes because I got to take. I'm, I'm walking down the hall. I'm going to the sports book. I'm taking my buddy Diego wow, to. Uh, blown by. Is it going to be packed at the sports bar for this game? It's you know what? Game. I've already walked past, and normally soccer games don't get 
all the traction that maybe a football or basketball, uh, but I'll tell you what, we, we might need to make a reservation for lunch. Who do you got today? Because my thing with Pep is, and I used to cover this with the Champions League, and we'd sit with Pep. We'd sit with him prior to these big games and listen to him talk. And he would always make it very clear. Is you're not going to share this information. Said, no, this is just for the broadcast. By the time we say it, the game will be underway. It's too late. He says, okay, fine. So he would share his ideas. And what became a constant with Pep is he would overthink the big games. And this certainly is a massive game. And everybody's saying the same thing. No more excuses, Pep. No more excuses, Man City. This is your time. And they're going to run into Benzema and the boys today. And I don't know what's going to happen. I think Real Madrid is very capable of pulling the rug out from underneath him again because Pep will overthink it. I was there. I was there when he lost 4-0 uh, to, to Real Madrid in, in Munich when he's coaching Bayern Munich and, and Ronaldo goes under the wall for the fourth one. It was, and, and it was overthought. And if you remember, you remember those, uh, the, the other game where he said, yeah, we're just going to go 1v1 one one v with Suarez, Neymar, and Messi. And then that was the Boateng moment where he fell into a coffin. So, I mean, he's, he, and, and, and he makes these mistakes. My question to you is, are we, uh, is this Groundhog Day? Or are we going to watch him screw it up again? Or does Man City finally pull it off? What do you think? Well, I hope for him that he can finally shake it. But there's just too many moments of, you know, where in these big Champions League dates that they fold in, in, in the abbreviated tournament a couple of years ago, famously to Lyon, which was insane. And then last year, I mean, Chelsea ran him off the park. Yep. And uh, it, it was it's just something that the, I, I think they they enjoy playing Manchester City because I pick Manchester City every year to win this, and I've been wrong right time and time again. They've always had the best team, and they're the best team here. Although I mean, you know, Liverpool is lurking. I I, I think I, I think there's just too many horses for City to lose to Real Madrid, and Real Madrid obviously has Benzema. I mean, Luka Modric could probably break that eleven. Benzema could probably break that 11. Uh, Vinicius could probably make that 11. And that's about it for uh, Real Madrid players that could play for Manchester City. They're just too good. Right. Um, right well, okay, that's a good way of looking at it. It's hard, to, it's hard to put my finger on this one. But if they do get by Real Madrid, I think Liverpool's going to beat them in the final. There's something about uh, Pep's style that these teams can catch on to in a, in a big tournament like this. And they have a lot on their plate. Liverpool has a lot on their plate as well. Uh, but it's... I've just seen it too many times where not only does Man City fall short, but they fall short in 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 a, just a big way yeah. where they just you know they I, you know, you know what the, the X factor in the, I mean I just mentioned that we sat with Pep, we also sat with uh, Carlo Ancelotti. Carlo would never say anything. It was just a riddle. You'd say, "What do you think of the game?" I don't know. What do you think? You know, like, what? You know, oh, oh, oh. You know, he never would say anything. He'd just sit there with a, a coffee and a cigarette and and. And not answer anything. But he, I don't know if you know this, but he is about to become the first manager. I think he's one point away to win La Liga, the French League, the German League. Uh, it's five. Wow. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to go all, he's going to go top five. He's won in Italy. He's won in, he's going to win in Spain. He's, he's won in England, uh, Germany and France. All five leagues, this guy's won, he's held the trophy. And so People forget sometimes that going into games like this, his calming influence on veteran players is beautiful. It I, and and to that 
you know, when I was telling you about that game that uh, Ancelotti beat him with Real Madrid 4-0, uh, beat Pep in Bayern. We were at the press conference. We watched Pep try to explain it away. And then he was escorted out to the left, exit stage left. And then the guy, his handler, tried to open a door for him to tell him to leave. And Pep waited. He held the door and he says, wait. And the whole room's looking at him, right? And then another door. So another door across the room, all the way across the room, opens up and Rumenegger is in there with Hunas. And Ancelotti walked in. And I saw Pep go, oh, there it was. And that was actually the moment where they said, Carlo, you're going to take over. And then oh, I read the papers, the build site song the next day. It was all about, um, uh, he's going to find the key and Pep's, Pep's the man, Pep's the man. He was already fired. He was already fired. So, you know, what Ancelotti to me has, uh, and what he did with Chelsea, what, what he has done you know, with numerous clubs in, in Italy, um, is, is the X factor today. I think he, where, where, whereas Pep might overthink it, Carlo's already got a plan and he'll never panic. He'll never panic. Well, and what is that? What is that plan going to be? I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a pretty rough game. Yeah. I think they're going to obviously play for that second leg. They've done it already in this competition. They've navigated through. And uh, the Chelsea game was a, was a good example because that first leg was pretty, um, I mean, it, it was a wonderful, they, they caught Chelsea and were able to get the goals from Benzema in the first half, which just put them out of the reach. But I think Real Madrid's going to be a pretty savvy, um, Always. close to the vest game with Carlo Ancelotti because they want to set it up for that second leg and they want to put some doubt in the eyes of Manchester City. You can't, really, you can't keep open. I, I actually think that it's a really? huge, I think they win one nil. If they win, they're going to the final. Yeah, if and they that's win today. I, I'm pretty sure. And I and I I I don't know why I'm saying that out loud, but I I just it may be because I I made a bet for no. I'm just kidding. But if if uh, if I'm really being honest, I just feel like with uh, with all of the schedule, the way that it's been for for City, uh, I don't think they're going to roll into this game um, is is at the highest level that they could possibly be. And I just think look, they're running, you know, they're running into Carlos a machine a with Benzema. I haven't really, I haven't seen a guy score goals like this in big games. And he's tweeting out, time. "I can't I mean, wait, I can't wait today." I mean, he's already tweeting yeah. it out. Okay, like I'll see you today. So I mean that's 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 pretty telling as well. So so you're you you well, so where are you with this? You think City loses out on that second leg? I'm starting to convince that Real Madrid can get through after this conversation. I still think City gets in there and then then they will drop it in the final. But yeah. uh, Real Madrid, uh, they've really surprised me. I thought they would go through a lot of uh, a process where they would would fall well short. Uh, they obviously had a very tough draw to get to this point and for them to have navigated through that is very telling. And Carlo Ancelotti, as you said, is a guy who has been there and been able to, to deliver, but to get by PSG and do it a certain way and then get by Chelsea. I, I mean, I thought Chelsea had a shot to repeat. It's maybe more so than with the Roman Abramovich. Yeah. Uh, that's a fair came point. Down. Yeah. But they, uh, they know how to do it. They know how to beat Manchester city and they almost got by Real Madrid. And if they get by Real Madrid, I like Chelsea here as well, just because of how Thomas Tuchel prepares his guys for this tournament. And maybe they get a Carlo Ancelotti approach. Manchester City, I just it's very nervy. Yeah. Uh, the and it shouldn't be. That's my not point. To mention. It just yeah, shouldn't be. It, I, I, but I'm always I I've just there's too much history behind this. And I'm waiting for it to turn. And you know, if and again, again, Pep's ideas are amazing. He's exhausting. Yeah. I remember. I that. want him to be. I want him to be made whole. I really do. I yeah. want him to win the Champions League because a guy of talented 
as iconic as he is, needs to win a Champions League. It doesn't mean he's going to. Right. He's had the best team time and time again, and I, 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 I feel for him. I want his legacy to be intact. Maybe uh, it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't connect. I mean, it could. I'll tell you this: if 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 they win the Champions League, this if you're looking at it from the other lens, this couldn't be worse of a year for the Manchester United faithful. It's just. I mean, that's like a, 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 a kick, hey, in, the, a kick right. in the balls and a punch right in the teeth. Man. You were on you, remember we talked about said, this. I said this would happen. You, are, you have never been, you've been right on a lot, but you've never been more right on something than Ralph Ragnick. Well, I've been, and he's turned on him. Well, He said like, I mean, for him to come out, well, he's, he's not turned on them, but he has been more real about where Manchester United are. And coming off that, that defeat to Liverpool to say we're six years behind Liverpool. Yeah. Six years. Yeah. That's rough. That's a long time. That was, a, no, that's, but we've seen this with people that are in those kind of positions. And I've said this time and time again, because I think it's hilarious when some guy comes into MLS, for example, and says, I need three, four years or three, four transfer windows. It's like, no, you're just trying to prolong your employment. You're not fooling anybody. But to Ryanick's point, I think coming in, I described him as, the new CEO that needed to explain the new software. And that's why Chris Armas got hired because it really wasn't about anything but figuring out a way and a new methodology to create a new culture or to maybe to go back to the old culture. I think to what Shulshkai represented, but this guy's a CEO. He's a glorified accountant slash advisor. He is not a manager and, and, and he didn't want to be in that position and, he, and he's putting the pieces together now and basically standing up on, on his high horse saying, Okay, look, you peasants, you're doing this wrong, and it's it's that's the way it's coming across because he's German and is it, it, whatever. But I very think honest, too honest, a, and, and it's beautiful too to honest. see. It's it, it's too honest, but it's beautiful to see because yeah, because it's rare because you you get fed lip service here and then you don't know what. But he's he's putting it out there. He's an open book. Unfortunately, yeah. But months ago, you know, I was I, I knew this was coming because I'm I'm familiar with his approach. And I've been following him since Leipzig and, and, and everything that he's been a part of. I understand the methodology. I understand where this was all coming from, especially the Red Bull mentality. It was a, just going to be a new way of doing things. That transition is going to be very hard for the traditionalists of uh, Manchester United. But I mean, if City wins this thing, man, I mean, I got two kids in my house that are wearing the red. You know, that's, that's what they do. They're, they're all Manchester United and they, they love Ronaldo. And are I'm, all your kids into the sport? All your kids love the sport. Yes, and 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 well, the the two are too young, really. They're starting to find their way. But I got two girls for Chelsea and two boys for Manchester United, so I'm a house divided. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. I, I wish I could just throw a Liverpool fan in there just to mix it up a little bit. I can't even get that. Well, don't so. force it. No, that, you, force you never it. force it. You let them go. find their way. That's the kind of parenting you get in my. Yeah, but I'm just like, is my son couldn't care less about the sport. Really, so got to find different ways. To, He's into yeah. pro wrestling, isn't he? It's your fault. No, he's not. Okay, he's good. Not. He's into uh, he's into World War history, and uh, he's now getting into fashion, which is good. And he likes to cook, so that's ex- excellent. My but son with, loves to cook too. Fashion, okay, good. I, I like to eat, so uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm on board with that. What's his best dish? But, uh, What's his best dish? If he's going to make something, well, what would he you make? Know what he my, my wife Helen helps a lot, but he's my wife's Korean, and I was concerned because my wife's mom lives with. Uh, my mother-in-law lives with us, so he gets a really good taste of Korean culture, and he's immersed in. I'm trying to get the Cuban culture into him, which he by and large ignored. But now he's trying to learn Spanish. He's doing a good job, okay. And he's starting to cook some Cuban d- dishes. So last night, he even make ropa vieja for a school project, which is uh, a shredded meat beef dish 
Okay. Uh, which is really good because it's really moist. And when you put it on rice, the rice absorbs it all. And that's it. Well, that a sounds really delicious good. Dish. Yeah. See, my, my so, son, yeah. so I have the same deal because my wife's uh, family, Japanese. So when grandma comes over, she's, she has her influence as well. So we actually go that route. But his, I think he's, he's become a steak guy, just like that. He's figuring out new ways to make a steak. I mean, that, I mean, he, dad, you're doing that wrong. You have to season it and this and that. I love it. I love it. So it's, he won't eat mashed potatoes, but, but he's a steak guy. I think that's. So he'll grill something for you? Yeah, he's amazing. It's, and, and, and it's, and like, and he can't wait to serve it and he can't wait for you to eat it. And he just sits there and stares at you. And like, and, and, and then, and, and he's you like, yeah, you like the salt, you like the butter. You, can you taste it? It was like, yeah, I, yeah, I get can it. I put a little more pepper on there. Yeah. Pepper? <laughs> we got to get our kids together. We'll have our own podcast. Our I kids will it. have their own, um, their own restaurant. It'll be great. Podcasts right, so, are great, man. Cause you get stuff off your chest. It's a lot of, uh, yeah. And we don't have to worry about all the corporate slash, uh, network BS that is, I look, I worked for Fox. I worked for ESPN. I've gotten so much better at what I've done through those years, but I very pleased that, uh, I'm not attached yeah. To though that because it's it, look it's it's a great place to work but you have to you have to do it their way in many ways and right. their way is the right way most of the time but sometimes you want to kind of want to stick to your guns and I know when they cover big competitions it comes with so much baggage I don't miss that oh those meetings where it's it's the fifteen people that have nothing yeah, to the, do the with the broadcast cooks, in a, cooks yeah. in the kitchen well you can't say that Eric or you can't say that well it, we'd we'd like you to say it this way. Well, that's not what I would say. Yeah. I mean, and even back to the the days when they tried to tell me that I had to announce to the world that David Beckham was the best soccer player in the world. And I said, I'm, and, I, and I said, I'm not going to say that. And they said, we need you to say that. And I said, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to lose all credibility. And it was one of those. That's crazy. Yeah, I know it's crazy. I actually came across. I said, well, I think this is wonderful that they're signing the most recognizable soccer player on the planet. And I got away it's with a, it. I had to change it. I had to change it, but they wanted me to say that's it. That's an accurate there. comment at the time. He probably was the most recognizable soccer player. Well, that's the whole point is that you and I try to be accurate. And when, when somebody in a network tells you that you have to say something that isn't accurate because it's a corporate you know, line, I, I, that's, that's where I, I went off the rails. But it's, right. um, and listen, there, there's, there's things that they have to take care of being owned by a big conglomerate like News Corp or Disney, and I get it. So, well, I mean, we could get really, we could get really political here and we could say, you know, with, with Disney and China and it, it gets, it gets crazy. So I don't, I don't want to go that route. Yeah. Hey dude, we've got yeah, like, I've got five minutes, again. five minutes okay. more of you before we got to go watch this game. Oh, uh, can I tell a funny Eric story? I just want to, like, oh, one no. of my favorite okay. Eric stories. Let's hear it. So there was a, there was this big casting um, for, uh, <laughs> it was called the game of their lives, right? Yes, it was called. Yeah, well, you weren't a part of that, were you? Did I see so many no, damn people that casting. I did? Okay, go ahead. I I remember there was this a casting. Thing. My friend goes, "Let's go." He goes, "We can try out." And there was like two hundred guys in a park in the valley, I think. Yep. Where was it? Uh, and I hit a ball personally to five hundred people twice. I was one of them. Yes, I was one. I watched I you on the dribble. Like, yeah, I I have to chest it down, control it, and then take a shot. And I just I butchered it. I'm not a very good soccer player. I like to watch soccer. And you looked at it and goes, mm, I don't think this is for you, Max. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Hey. I needed my SAG card. This was my way to get into Oh, Hollywood. that's right. You know, they, the, one, one of the I, Supermans tried out for that deal. And he was so bad. One, and I one had, of the Superman. Oh, I don't remember which one it was. I, I, he was in the middle somewhere. And uh, not, the, not, the, not the Man of Steel, the other guy before that. Not Clark Kent. Yeah, he was Clark I mean, Kent. Not, but, uh, but, but whatever. Christopher Reeve. No, no, no. It, wasn't, it was the one. It was like. 
he's one of the tweeners. Anyway, he um this guy I know which one you're talking about. I can't remember. I know tall, exactly six foot about. three, you know, really, really nice guy. And he, he really loves soccer and he was trying so hard. And I had to have a similar conversation with with him, which was which was you're rough. With an iron fist in your casting there, Winalda. Oh, you know, I had some great tryouts. I mean, I had Chris O'Donnell it was was absolutely terrific. He was, he, he, you know, and he was trying out for the the main role, and he showed there up. Was, there was a ton of people out there trying out for this. I, oh, mean, it, I could not believe how many people. Oh, it was Colin Farrell, um, who was probably one of the dirtiest people I've ever met. I mean, that was disgusting. We, we I think we were at the dirty tw- the player. Or no, just, just he was just grimy. He was just weird. It, Gross. Like dirt under his feet. Yeah, we went to we we went to O'Brien's on Twenty Third and Wilshire, and and that was weird. And David Anspaugh was was the uh, was the uh, David Anspaugh was always at that O'Brien's. Yes, he always he's always O'Brien's. in the corner. I went to go there I, when I played for the Santa Monica Rugby Club. That was our post game drink right. place. So right, he was, he was always there. His, his his apartment was walking distance, so he'd he'd always cruise in. Who else was on that? Ed O'Neill was always there too. And there's there's one other actor. The name is escaping me. Grey's Anatomy guy. What's his name? He was terrific. Who was oh, uh, Patrick Dempsey? Patrick Dempsey. Oh man, am I a fan of that guy? He was a good player. Oh my God, he was an athlete. He could run. He could do everything. And then he basically big timed us and said, "You know, that's not enough money. I'm not doing it." And we got we got Gerard Butler before he was anybody. And you know, yeah, that was Jerry. Like Jerry, no, uh, you can say whatever you want about Jerry Butler. That, that, Gerard Butler is one of the hardest working actors slash human beings I've ever come across. As far as yeah. I, I, just I so his friend, attitude uh, was wonderful. Gudegast, huh? A friend, Christian Gudegast, who's directed a couple yes. of movies and he had Gerard Bartler as his lead. And he says, he goes, I wouldn't want anyone else in this role. He just says so many good things about him. And he's gotten a lot of these movies, uh, you know, off the ground. He's picked a lot of projects. So uh, more power to him. Wait, we, when we did that movie, Gerard Butler was also the Phantom of the Opera. So unfortunately, my room was too close to him. So I'd listen to him belting it out in the room next to me, trying to get his voice right. And it was hilarious. But if he doesn't drink, he doesn't do drugs. You know, everybody thinks that that this guy must be off his rocker, but he is, he was, he had to learn the goalkeeping position, never played goalkeeper before and completely immersed himself in the role. Not only is he, he's a phenomenal actor that that was, but he was a great, just a great guy to be around uh, all in all. We got to get him on a program. He's a good dude. Mandalore brothers, right? Yes. Costas. Costas, Costas and Louis. I'll tell you, those two. Those Costas two were hated, so- Costas hated my broadcasting. He goes like, oh, can you just talk less? He hates know? everything. Oh, God, dude, you don't understand. <laughs> it's like, you're, uh, but if you were, he's just a typical insecure actor. Like if you were to say something about sex in the city, whatever, he go, what do you mean? What do you mean? You know, he, 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 what, what I did, you know. It's, it's like, remember, I, I, there was somebody, I'm not going to say his name, but there was somebody that, that, that we used to work with that once said this and it stuck with me. I thought it was the funniest thing I ever heard. Oh my God. I keep talking about myself. I apologize. What did you think of me? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe that the guy said it. And I went, Oh my God, I got to walk out of here. Unreal. Can you right. imagine? I mean, you, you, you've, got, you've got to be wired a certain way. You have you've to be wired a certain way. And that's how you be successful. I have friends who are actors and what they do on a regular basis. It has to be a lot of self-consumption to be successful. Otherwise you don't do it. Otherwise yeah. you're not successful at it. Well, you, and listen, we're done because uh, we're out of time. We've got to go watch this game. I, I, it's glorious to be with you. I will be with you on your podcast. Uh, Sunday. Come, Sunday. So we, we, we'll handle that. Um, uh, looking forward to talking to you again. We'll just, we'll just pick up the conversation where we left off. How's that? <laughs> That's what Bon Scott of ACDC used to get blank, blackout drunk 
And when he waked up, he'd go, okay, where were we? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> it's actually we'll a true story about Guns N' Roses. The whole part, where do we go? Where do we go now? That's actually him talking to the band. Like, I have no idea where we're going. And then they kept it. It's a true story. <laughs> well, seriously, where do we go now? Uh, <laughs> All right. We're going to go watch a game. Score. Go ahead. One one with my prediction. There you go. Uh, one nothing Madrid and a bunch of misses today. A bunch of misses. I like it, that. That's a great shout. That's a great shout. The I goalkeeping and, and it's, and it's going to be a, a miserable day for Man City. That's, that's just, that's my, I, I don't know if that's going to happen and we'll, we'll watch this later and we'll, we'll see who's right and who's wrong, but uh, either way. By the way, Eric, it's felt like we've been talking for 10 minutes, but I know we've been talking for a good 35, 40 minutes. So that's, that's a sign of a good conversation. Well, get out of that closet. I will see you on Sunday. Okay. All right. Thank you, my brother. Love you. You got it, pal.